0: Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to ariselife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Man, I got to tell you, when I saw those hands, you've been reading Colossians, you make me happy. Oh my goodness. See, my goal is not to give you Jesus but to point you to Jesus. If I do anything, I want to just cut up the food and put it on your plate. But you get to say, oh, apparently I like chicken now. And then you go to the supermarket and get you some. Does that make sense? Like, I just want to give you a taste test so you break off the word of life for yourself. Maybe you heard uh, Ryan's talking. She was talking about the need to be in the word. Listen, if your mind is tormented, I love this if you have thoughts that don't look like jesus then you maybe you need a new thought But well, where am i going to get a new thought we have a whole book full your whole book full Amen. whole book full if you don't know where to go in here to find that new thought ask somebody around you who knows the book a little better and they'll point you where to get a new thought and let me tell you i i, I um I, uh, I did LASIKs over the weekend, and I haven't slept in about three days, barely, and, um, and I started to have compassion for nursing mothers, except there was nobody attacking my body. Um, but what I want to say is, anybody found when you have, your body is weak, your brain is dumb? Yeah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, your barriers, your boundaries to keep weird stuff out of your head drop. And I was lying there. They told me to go home for four hours, keep my eyes closed and sleep after they've just sanded my eyeballs, right? You know, just rest. No big deal. Go to sleep. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, and so I didn't sleep much, but as I'm lying there, all this stuff started jumping on my mind. But you know what? I know what God sounds like. And so when it came on me, I knew this is not God. So you know what I did? Same thing I do with flies. If a fly lands on you, you don't go, oh, looky there, a new friend. Right? No, I mean, seriously, I hope nobody does. (laughs) That's an issue. That's an issue. No, what do you do? You don't even think about it. You flick it off. Because you know, A, it's not friendly, and B, it's not you. And the way you'll find out who you are is read this. And the way you'll know what he looks like and what he talks like is read this. Does that make sense? (sighs) That was a free advertisement. Oh, man. I got to tell you, when we spent those uh, 10 weeks in Galatians, the feedback you all gave me that made my heart sing was how you dove into the word. Oh, and it makes my heart sing. So, we're going to do, similar to what we did with Galatians, we're going to have a, just a little bit of uh, kind of lead in. Um, and uh, Because you know, unless you ask questions, you don't get answers. Anybody here ever read the scripture and had no idea what was going on? Anybody who says, no, you're lying? <laughs> and I rebuke you. No, no, we've all done it. You're reading the scripture and like everybody's like, oh yes, oh yes. And you're like is this Chinese? No. I mean, the amazing part to me, anybody here read a whole page of the Bible, read every word, and still had no idea what was said? Okay, good. Merry Christmas. You're in the right place. The emperor is naked. Okay? No, this is because only if you admit you have a problem, only if you admit you have a question, do you ever get it answered? So one of the best things you can do when you're not getting into the word is start asking questions. So let's start off with the first verse of Colossians. Everybody, Bibles, I'm watching you. All right, Bibles, yes. Colossians chapter 1, that will start with the 1, right? Starts with 1, goes, yep, kindergarten. Verse 1, Paul an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy our brother to God's holy people in Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father. Well, that's helpful. What's going on here? So what we got to do is we got to ask baby questions. So one baby question is who, who, who is this letter written to? It's up there. It's up there. Colossi. How would I know where Colossi is? There's this thing called Google. You ever tried it? Look up Google. Google Colossi and Paul. If you're not careful, you'll end up in like Alabama. So don't do that. Uh, Who? So it's written to a bunch of holy people in Colossi who are faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. All right. And who wrote it, do you think? Paul. Paul, along with? Timothy. Okay. Well, how would I know who Paul is? Look it up. up. Ask somebody else. Listen, don't act like you know all the answers or you'll never get any. You track it with me? Listen, you get no points for going. Okay. Seriously. You don't know something. Don't act like you know it or you'll never know it. Right? So it's Paul. Who is Paul? So Paul, we talked about this before. Paul was a guy who um, about uh, four or five years after Jesus died in 30 AD and was resurrected and the Holy Spirit found, fell on the, on the believers, 120 people and the church, exploded, signs and wonders, healing, people coming into, getting saved left and right. Paul deputized himself to stop it. Think ISIS right? And because he used the same methods of ISIS. He imprisoned people and he killed people. Is this a nice person? Some of you were confused. Okay, I'm going, no, very good, very good. I was like, we're going to have to back this train up a little bit. Wow. (laughs) Killing people bad, right? Right. Exactly. Whoa. Baseline, baseline. Okay. Let's get some agreement here. Right, so he's killing people, but he is on his way to kill some more people, and Jesus shows up and knocks him off his high horse and strikes him blind because he thought he could see. And three days later, a prophet, kind of like what these folks were doing at the flea market, a prophet, God sent a prophet to speak to him, and the prophet didn't want to go because he was scared of him. But he went anyway, and he declared, Paul, you're going to go to the nations. God, you're his chosen person, right? So this is amazing. If you have somebody in your life and they're below the level of killing Christians, then you should have faith that God can reach them, that he can (laughs) knock them off their high horse, okay? But listen, don't go to them until God sends you. Anybody here gone to somebody before God sent you? Do you know what I'm talking about? I got a little bit of self-righteous for you. <laughs> and that's going to draw you to Jesus. <laughs> Listen, let the love of God compel you. So here's the deal. So here he goes. As a result, he goes, he goes out into Arabia for a while, goes home for a while, and eventually he, he's, they recognize the grace on his life and they invite him to this big church in Antioch and then they send him out on a mission trip First to Galatia, which is the next area over from where he lived. And then eventually on another trip, he went around Asia Minor. Can we pull up that map? He went all around this area. Cilicia is his hometown. Antioch is the church that sent him out. And he went all around this area of what was Turkey, Turkey and Greece today. And so just saw crazy things. He would go into a town. He would, um, he would uh, preach the gospel, see people getting healed left and right. And two weeks later, they all try to kill him. Not the believers. The, the city would try to kill him and run him out of town. And he would leave a thriving church in just a couple weeks. Pretty amazing. And he did this all throughout this area. And so um, He went back, he did a a third round, and this time he stopped off in a city called Ephesus. This one, he was there for two and a half years. And the reason is Ephesus was the leading city, the richest city, after or maybe before Rome at the time. It was because this whole area of Asia was full of... Uh, was extremely wealthy, densely packed, the eastern end of of, uh, Turkey, and there was a road, that yellow road that went through Colossae, went through Tarsus to Antioch, took all the wealth of the east, think India, China, Persia, and took it west to Rome. And so all, so much wealth, this incredibly wealthy area, and he spent two and a half years there, and the revival was so powerful that all these sorcerers got saved, and they sat, they burned up all their spell books that amounted to millions of dollars in value. There was just, and it says this amazing verse. It says, while Paul was there preaching, he was preaching in a hall about four times as big as this, the hall of Tyrannus, about 800 people could sit in that place. It said the word of the Lord, the word of the gospel went out through in the entire province of Asia. Can we pull up that map? So this is the province of Asia. It's incredibly wealthy area, insanely wealthy, densely packed. And you see Ephesus on the left and you see Colossae on the right. And Colossae, if you remember, was on that main road. It was, a, it was on a main thoroughfare. And, uh, and so people from Colossae would have been passing by Tarsus, where Paul was from. And the people from Colossae would have ended up in Ephesus. Fast forward, after two and a half years, he again gets run out of town. you see a theme? He gets run out of town, and he eventually ends up being taken captive. He allows it so that he can go and preach the gospel to Caesar in Rome. And while he's there in prison, he starts to get visitors from those churches because these churches are founded in Jesus Christ. They had no problems. What churches have you been a part of? You're like, this is the first one here. Then you should already know, right? No. As soon as you get two people together, you have a problem. Marriage is anybody, right? I mean, seriously, it doesn't take long, right? You can have two people, only two people on the planet, Adam and Eve, and Adam gossiped about Eve (laughs) to God. I mean, it's hilarious. You would think that wouldn't be possible. But anyway, so into this place... All these, uh, several people were coming, and a guy by the name of Epaphras apparently had left Ephesus and planted the church at Colossae, about 125 miles away. There's another guy named Tychius, or Tychius, um, who was from the area of Corinth and then had also traveled with Paul. And so what happens is they have had some problems, and Epaphras is in over his head. And so. He, Paul has asked him to come out. Paul, he's out there with Paul. He's telling Paul all the issues. Paul says, "No problem. Let me write a letter." And I, the sense of it is, Tycheus uh, and and Epaphras who planted at Colossae, and this guy by Onesimus. They actually took letters to all the churches that Paul had planted, and Paul and they just went from one to another on a little tour to because they were all in a mess because they're human. Okay. Anybody here, you thought when you got saved, all your problems would stop? Anybody have five seconds of delusion? Come on. You know you did. It was such an upgrade that you thought, oh, oh you know, I'm just going to levitate from here on out. And wasn't it a crushing blow the first time you stumbled, the first time you had a problem? Wasn't it? You're like, no. And the lie is we're back where we started. mm 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 Listen, when a toddler is beginning to walk, he ne- we, got a, we got an example in the back, if you'll observe. <laughs> in the back. he Notice, if she was to let go of his hands, he would not do a runner, he would do a faller. Right? Why? Because when you're learning to walk, you stumble. When you're learning to run, you fall. It's part of it. But if you stumble, if you fall, what should you do? get back up and try again. If you don't, you will never walk. And so the 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 issue that these churches have problems that is not a problem unless they don't deal with them. Unless they do one of two things. One, apparently it didn't take. Apparently we're not saved. <laughs> apparently there's no Jesus. Apparently, I don't know. Or the other dish, we don't have any problems right? Liar, liar, pants on fire. That's right. There's, you know, as always, there's two dishes, right? Either one of those will leave you dead, right? And so what happens is they are struggling and, and Paul is sending out letters and he sends back a letter to, with this guy, with Epaphras and this guy Anesimus. And anesimus is a slave because he, there's only four of those letters remain that he sent. One was to Ephesians, one was to this church at Philippi, one was to the church of Colossae, and one was to a guy named Philemon. And Philemon happened to be a slave owner. His buddy, his slave, Onesimus, had gotten, gone to Rome, run away, and had gotten saved in Rome. And Paul is sending him back to his owner, but asking him to do a couple things. First of all, if you ran away as a slave, guess what happened to you? G- best case, they branded you on your face as a slave, as, as you would never be free, ever. W- worst case scenario, they crucified you like Jesus. And so this was totally normal. And yet, Paul is like, listen, I don't, A, I don't want Anesimus living in fear. Anybody here has some messes you're terrified to clean up? How about that one? What? I don't know about you, but I could get some really good logic in helping God figure out why I don't need to do that. Anybody here tried to argue your way out of actually cleaning up a mess? Anybody here? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> thank you. I know you're here for me. All right. So, so here, Anesimus, and they're coming back. And apparently the church in Colossae met in the home of a slave owner. Now, slavery was totally common. Anybody here, you had a lot of activities that were totally common before you met Jesus. And then little bit by little bit, God goes, hey, can we talk about that? What? That? That's like normal. Everybody does that. Yeah, but you're not everybody. You're my kid. Oh, man! This is so important. What God will deal with your stuff in the right order, and the order he deals with your stuff is not the order he's going to deal with somebody else's stuff. Anybody here feel the grace of God to help other people understand the will of God to clean up their lives? I am so sorry, but because you are stinking in my space... I feel the grace of God to beat you until you come clean. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, no. Wait, no. No. I I I think I shared this one online. I don't think I shared it here. Um, You know, Lord was reminding me. I got radically saved at the age of 15, radically saved. I would spend anywhere from two to four hours in prayer every day, just talking with God. Didn't even know you weren't supposed to talk to God or He weren't supposed to hear him. And I mean, just amazing stuff. And about uh, 12 weeks in, I suddenly had a revelation. I am a total liar. Like literally, I lied about everything. I'd lie about the clothes I was wearing at the present time. I would lie about the weather. I'd lie about everything. You think I might have noticed that in 12 weeks of living with Jesus, don't you think? It's kind of on the surface. Like, I, I was so pathological about it, I couldn't remember my own history because I made it up so many times. I rewrote my hard drive. And God goes, hey, can we talk about that? And I went, oh my gosh, I'm a liar! <laughs> no duh, Sherlock, Right? But when God will bring things up in the proper time, I remember I'm sitting in a youth group, and I, and I, there was like a lead, they somehow let me in as a leader or whatever, and, I, and didn't re- even though they probably knew I was a liar at this point, it's kind of obvious, you know? Have you ever noticed, like, you're the last to know? Like, everybody else is like, oh, no, we knew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyway, praise God they didn't, because in the perfect time, I, I literally stood up, I said, guys, pray for me. I can realize I'm a liar. I lie about everything. And it broke off of me in that day, in a moment, and God rebuilt my mind and restored my my memories. Listen, when we get in and try to help people, because it bothers us, we're not helping. Moving on. That's another freebie. So here's the deal. Onesimus is going back with Man, I got to tell you, those last few miles to Colossae must have been really hard. <gasps> right? And so he's going back with the pastor of and they're going to be meeting in Philemon's home. Now, I don't know about you, but I always heard that the church met in homes, and I was like, wow, like 12 people singing Kumbaya. Guys, can we pull up a picture? This, is what Phile- this was an absolutely normal house. For somebody of Philemon's stature, or Lydia's stature, or Priscilla's stature. This is the kind of house. 300 people could gather in that courtyard. When we talk a house meeting, it wasn't kumbaya with three people. Do you understand what I mean? It was, they were having house meetings, but even then they weren't always, because like in Ephesus, he met in the hall of Tyrannus. Listen, it was, if God is moving, it can't be contained. Alright, so anyway, so they're coming back, and I love this, is this letter to Philemon to have him be really encouraged to release Onesimus is actually a letter to the house church as well, so they're going to read it out loud. Philemon, yes, you right there. Okay, Philemon. <laughs> anyway, but this is, the, this is the church. It's a church. It's growing. It has struggles. It was probably about as old as our body is, five or six years old, and they're struggling. And again, I can't say it enough. It's okay if you're struggling. It's not okay if you think you're not or you act like you're not. If you admit it, you can get help. You, God can do something. And so God, there's, there's a whole lot of problems going on. And we're gonna find out more about those probably next week. But do you guys remember our ditches? From Galatians? Remember... There's generally, in the ancient world, there were two ditches. There were the Pharisees, and the Pharisees were concerned with what? Being right. Anybody know anybody who's right all the time, even when they're wrong? No nudging? (laughs) He's talking about you, right? Right, right, right. Even when you're wrong, you're going to be right. Or Pharisees, or the other one was Sadducees. This was in the Jewish world the Sadducees. And what were the Sadducees concerned with? What works, right? Listen, and if you're a normal, healthy human being, you have gone from one to the other and back multiple times because being right doesn't work. And just working ain't right. Anybody know somebody who always cuts corners to make it work? And in the end, it doesn't work, right? They just shoot holes in their own boat. The, the reality is we're called to the middle where the cross of Christ is calling us, where he has made us right, and it is his power in us to do even greater works. It is his power that he makes us right with God, and through that, righteous living is the result, and therefore supernatural power and life flows through us. So, but in there was apparently several flavors. If you've been to more than one church, you know there's several flavors of dysfunction. No? Okay, good. We're making eye contact. Some people are already triggered. Okay, all right, we'll get there. So there was another flavor in the ancient world. There was a group called the Essenes. Now, the Essenes were the people, the Dead Sea Scroll people, for my scholarly people. And the Essenes weren't uh, satisfied that there were only two ditches. They decided to combine the two ditches. They were like multi-purpose. They were really going for the gold. And so the Essenes, they were obsessed with rules, but they, they decided to make them hyper-mystical and apocryphal and end-timey. What does that mean? They had this idea that the, they, had this, they had all these visions and angels and encounters, and they out of them they had all these rules of the extra things they needed to do to be right, Anybody known somebody who got a revelation that they wanted you to walk under? Three of us? Like, in other words, they're like, God showed this to me. You need to do it too. God didn't show me that. There's a whole other layer of weird, and I'm not even sure that was God right? Like they've got all this stuff and they're, and they're concerned with the end of the world and, and they're not wanting to get married and they're not, they're just like, they're, 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 they're all up in this mystical zone. And at the same time, they have crazy number of rules. And uh, so it's apparent that this group was making some inroads into the Colossian body and it was causing some confusion. Anybody here, you were doing really well with God until somebody came up super spiritual? You know what I'm talking about? And they're like, you're like, I love you, Jesus. Oh, isn't that precious? So simple. Have you been to the third heaven today? Oh, no. What's your angel's name? Do you speak to Jesus in Hebrew? That's the only language he understands. (laughs) <laughs> don't egg me on. I'm holding fast here. Listen, listen. We could have a sacred cow stampede if I wanted it. I'm trying to keep people alive. I'm trying to talk about other people's sacred cows, not yours. You can figure out your own with Jesus. You don't need my help. All right. So <laughs> Seriously, I... All right, no, but but the thing is, is you were loving Jesus. And this is why Paul says, let nothing seduce you and pull you away from the simplicity of Christ. Man, 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 man. Listen, what is the fruit that we are supposed to be checking for? Signs and wonders? No. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And I'll watch these people and they are quivering on another frequency. <laughs> And they're like, no, you need the power. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but you should unplug it. <laughs> I think you left something in there. No, but, but the whole thing is, is, there is a simplicity. And so you need to understand something. You're all going to lure me into a ditch. And you would leave me there. Or join me. Anyway. Pull up. Okay. You guys are not helping. All right. Back up. Back up. Beep, 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 beep. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We're going to have an offering later. You'll bring your cows to the front. And then we're going to have barbecue. That's right. All right. Okay. Bring it in. Bring it in. Okay. So into this place, in this place... Of, of, of this, you know, where everybody is, is trying to outdo each other. And uh, my favorite is when they actually no longer have signs and wonders because they left the simplicity of Christ. Wow. But they have a thousand testimonies. Oh, okay. One of the things the Lord really goes after with me is to check my own born-on dating for my testimonies. I mean, I mean, he wants my test. Now, my testimonies of my stupidity, he'll let me ca- carry those forever. But, but the testimonies of his power, he wants them to be current by and large. Because it's in the cur like it's the manna that carries fire and power. Does that make sense? It's today. Well, and it's what I'm walking in today. What I walked in yesterday ain't much help to you. And there have been seasons of my life, years, that when I was bringing all kinds of decades out of uh, all kinds of testimonies out of the storehouse and they had zero power except to impress people with how awesome I used to be. Okay. Did I mention the Lord will always let me share my, my patheticness and there's no date on that. He's like, no, you can go for that. That's good. (laughs) I like that. Like, Lord, aren't you worried about your image? He's like, that wasn't me. (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) All right. But no, and so into this, into this place, uh, this is what I want to say something, is one of the reasons why the Bible is often unintelligible to us is because we re- we're reading a letter written to somebody else. And so you got to ask a lot of baby questions first to get a sense of it. But can you imagine if you just found one line out of a love letter I wrote Masha 15 years ago? Would you be able to make sense of that? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, who is Fluffy Bunny anyway? Oh, gosh, yes. So, so I, I, I got to tell you, that, that, literally. Okay, do not hold me to the standard. This was the high point of my romantic life. I, Masha was going to, we had just started dating two weeks before. Masha was going to Russia for six months. And I spent two weeks, or, or actually mostly the night before because I didn't sleep. I did 26 cards that i filled with these notes i didn't realize i was being prophetic at the time because i was just pathetic but god was speaking anyway and there are these love notes to her and she and i said you take these with you in this box and open them whenever on the airplane she didn't know what it was and then when you're there you know open a card every day it'll be wonderful well we got raided by the kgb at one point and they took those so i promise you there's a kgb translator in the basement of Lubyanka going, who is this fluffy bunny? Is <laughs> this code word, President? Yes, President Fluffy Bunny. <laughs> they they took our used up single use cameras. They left all of our valuables. They drilled in diagonally through the lock. It was hilarious. It was it was it was a mess. But anyway. So that's for free. I don't know what that has to do with it. Oh, 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 oh. But uh, seriously. So, so Mr. Mr. Translator in lubyanka he is reading those. It's so often if we read the letter without the writer, we will not understand what was written. The first thing you do when you come to scripture is not work your brain up, but go, Papa, what do you want to say to me? First, Come on. All right. The second thing is you have to take everything in terms of the overarching context of what God wants to do in the earth. I've been promising to do this for a while. Um, If you want to be part of the roller coaster, you can. I'll be doing these live. I'm going to deal with all the scriptures people misuse for women because... Because, listen to me, if you know the Ark of the Bible, you can't read certain passages and from it assume that women shouldn't have a voice. That makes no sense. I mean, I mean, good grief. I mean, I mean... Oh, like, I mean, the whole thing is the, hmm, I I can't even get all, I'll I'll get there. Listen, tune in this week. It's going to be fun. I'm going to beat some, I'm going to have some barbecue. But let me tell you, if you know the book, Paul planted a church with Lydia. Paul planted a church with Priscilla and Aquila, not Aquila and Priscilla. It was Priscilla and Aquila's like, where do you want to go, honey? (laughs) Guys, if Paul is doing that, and, and we've, got, we've, got, uh, we've got Fotini, the Samaritan woman, who is planting churches with her kids, left and right, no man in sight. Yeah. Guys, see, if you see the whole of scripture, if you see a passage that doesn't make sense, don't make it make sense. And so it's likewise, you don't want to take the book of Colossians and cut it up into little verses and tape them up on the wall and wonder what they mean. Look at the whole, and the whole of it is, Paul is not speaking as a theologian, he's speaking as a pastor. He's like, oh, my babies, oh, my babies. Okay, it's okay, dad is here, I'm going to help you. Literally, he's not coming to beat them. He's coming to lure them back to Jesus. So next week, we're going to do the first section that goes up to verse 14, so you can read ahead. And the whole point of it is he wants you to know, I want to tell you how awesome I think you are. Listen, there are several people in this room, I I just know from your testimonies, I'm one of the first people that you've shared your brokenness, your failures with, and I haven't been impressed. Because I'm not impressed with how pathetic you can be. Because I know who you're made to be. I know how awesome you are. I know your capacity to look like Jesus. Some people are like, oh my gosh, you're going to be so impressed. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. First of all, I'm pretty good myself at being bad. So listen, I mean, I doubt you can beat me. I've got some good history. But on top of that, we, you know, we worked with orphans, let me tell you. They were like, I stumbled this week. What did that mean? Well, I shot heroin three times. Oh, well, isn't that nice, right? Like, or, oh, I was out prostituting myself. I mean, so let me just tell you this. Paul is not impressed with their ability to get off the road. What he wants to do is remind them that he's impressed with two things, who Jesus is and who Christ in them is. Whoa. Oh. so, so if you try to read the other portions where he tries to bring a little bit of correction and you don't realize he's already beaten the living hell out of them, literally, like he's beating them. He's like, do you understand how good you God is? Yes. Do you understand how much I love you? Yes. Do you, you know, he is beating them with the love of God so that when he has to bring correction, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Does that make sense? That's a totally different picture. And that is the overarching picture of Colossians. So I want to challenge you this week pick up your Bibles, dig in. We're just going to go through verse 14 next week, not a big deal. And dive in and watch what God's going to do in your heart and mind. Be a little child, ask a lot of questions. I'll say this little side thing this is, you read it and it seems complicated. Paul actually was super intelligent, and you know what he spoke? Straight up street. He's like, yo, so Colossians, I'm here in the house to talk to you. Like that's, this is the, he is speaking straight street. Like he is versed, he is versed in what's called the Attic or or Athenian Greek. And instead he goes all gangsta. He's so gangsta that for up to about a hundred years ago, they thought he had made up a totally separate language. No, no lie. They thought it, it was made up. They they were like, it's a super holy language. It's holy God language. They called it agape, Greek, because it's it's the love language of God. No, He just chose to speak in a way that everybody could understand. The reason why it's a little complicated to us is because uh, this is well, is Greek is a case language like Russian. And as a result, you can slap a whole lot of things together and it still makes sense. Whereas we're like, that was a whole lot of words, right? So, but please understand the truth underneath it has to be simple. If it's not, it's not God. So just because you don't understand it, A, doesn't mean you're dumb. But if you ask Jesus, final thing, I remember I heard a story. I think it's true. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I lived in Kentucky and I was told that this man who grew up in a holler and he was illiterate and he got saved. And so they gave him a King James Bible of all things. And he was like, and so he said, God, I want to read. Instantly, he was able to read and comprehend the Bible. If God can give tongues, can give reading, can give understanding of another dialect to a guy who doesn't have most of his teeth, don't you think if you and I come as little children, he can open his word to us? Make sense? Awesome. Yay, if we can have the worship team come up. Woo! Jesus. Thank you, bro. Listen, I, I don't... Whoa. I I will tell you this. This week, you're going to read, and this is what I want to challenge you. I did this today. I was going through, and there were so many words that I felt like I knew what they meant, but at the end of the day, I didn't understand what the sentence meant. It's totally okay to ask God, what does this word mean? And then you can look it up or ask other people to help you. I did that with 47 words today, (laughs) this morning. I got up very early. Um, (laughs) Okay, I didn't go to sleep, but whatever. Um, but uh, if we could stand, Father, I just thank you that your word is alive. Your word is a lamp unto our feet. I thank you that you are not holding out us. You are the word and you don't shut up. That Lord, if we are tormented in our mind, if we have thoughts that are not in alignment with who you say we are, Lord, if we're confused, that we can get new thoughts by going to your word, hearing your voice, hearing what you think of us and how you love us, and we can be set free today. We love you, Lord. Amen.